According to The New Yorker, ketamine therapy is going mainstream, as the drug has been shown to help people suffering from anxiety and depression. Moreover, evidence that this drug can help those suffering from mental health issues has been very promising, as stated in the National Library of Medicine, with results showing a significant improvement in depression, anxiety, and the severity of illness after ketamine treatment. To find out more about the use of this drug and how it can help treat mental illnesses, we spoke with Dr. Tiago Marquez, CEO at Pacithia Therapeutics, a biotech company at the forefront of research solutions to the world's mental health problems. In today's episode, Tiago tells us how the company first got started and shares some insights into day-to-day research at the company. He also explains how mobile clinics and controlled ketamine infusion work, alongside how effective ketamine is for treating PTSD, depression, and other similar issues. I hope you enjoy the show. I'm the CEO of uh, Pazithia Therapeutics, and I'm a psychiatrist by training and a neuroscientist by career. So I spent the last 20 years of my life doing research in the field of uh, psychopharmacology, neuroscience, psychiatry, and above all, trying to understand um, the neurobiology of the most important mental health conditions. Fantastic. Well, thank you for joining us today. Um, this is a topic, mental health, which is constantly coming up on our show. And uh, we explore it in a number of ways of, I suppose, different ways of people that are working to help, um, I suppose, just produce and promote better mental health. And I think today's going to be quite a unique conversation because it's an approach that we haven't really touched upon too much in the past. But before we get into the, the heavy stuff of the work you do, can you tell us how it all started, please? Uh... So we, uh, me and a professor of, um, of neurology at Stanford University, uh, during the pandemic days, we were seeing the rates of mental health conditions going, going up, uh, the lack of available treatments uh, for the majority of, of these conditions, and also to, to, to spike in interest by the general public and society on novel approaches to treat mental health disorders. So recent years has, has been, uh, have seen a, a, a novel approach just mostly on repurposing of existing drugs and some of them recreational drugs. And we can talk about from psychedelics to MDMA and also repurposing of an anesthetic that is ketamine, which have shown to be very effective for the treatment of uh, mental health conditions, particularly for treatment-resistant depression and uh, PTSD as well. So we decided to co-found this company with a, with a, a two-prong uh, business model approach with one side of the, of the company uh, trying to create novel drugs for the treatment of uh, mental health conditions and the other by providing service to patients who are currently suffering from psychiatric disorders by offering to to drug that is now available and that's been repurposed that is ketamine ketamine is an anesthetic drug and uh, but is and for many years since the 70s has, has been used as an anesthetic uh, but it has been shown in the past 10 years to be very effective in psychiatry. So we want to, to provide this novel treatment for the patients, and we're doing that uh, in the US and the UK um, in our clinics. Awesome. Well, it is great to see the work you're doing uh, in mental health. I did actually see on your website that it says uh, 25% of the 
uh, global population suffer from some kind of mental health issues. So this is definitely uh, an issue that we need. We need uh, all the people working on that we can get. And um, it's great to see that you're doing a lot to, to help with this. Now, would you be able to share some insights into like the day-to-day -day research that you folks do there at Pasithia? Yeah, so we, we have uh, different uh, drug development programs. So we currently uh, are, we are working on a, on a small molecule that's uh, what we call normally a, a normal pill. That's the, this is the pharmaceutical name for, for, for uh, what we normally take as a, as a drug for, that is brain penetrant. So basically it's able to cross the blood brain barrier. Um, and to, to, to improve symptoms of uh, schizophrenia. So this is a drug that we are working on to target an, a novel target into brain that is part of the inflammatory cascade. Inflammation has shown to, to be very relevant for the large majority of CNS disorder from Alzheimer to, to depression and also to schizophrenia. And with this novel drug, we're trying to, to reduce part of this inflammatory component that ultimately leads to, to, to synaptic reduction, so to the eliminations of synapse into, into brain. At this stage, what we're working on is really uh, on the MedChem stage, so meaning that we have a, a bunch of chemistry people specialized in medicinal chemistry that are trying to find a molecule that has these characteristics. So basically has the property to cross the blood brain barrier to enter the brain and has the property to specifically bind to uh, um, an inflammatory uh, molecule that is called the complement uh, interbrain. So that's one of our drug development programs. The other uh, drug that we're working is actually not a drug, is a vaccine. But contrary to, to uh, a typical vaccine that induces an immune response, we're working in what we call a tolerizing vaccine. So it's a vaccine that when given, rather than boost your um, inflammatory response, it's actually slowed down uh, your um, inflammatory response. And this is based on recent data that has shown that there is a link between multiple sclerosis and infection by a common virus called Epstein-Barr virus. And I'm going to say EBV to facilitate. This EBV virus is very present, is, is a lot of us have, and sometimes we present symptoms uh, that uh, and some patients develop what we call infectious mononucleosis. That is typically the to, to kiss disease because it's easily transmitted. Uh, and uh, recent data show that after the infection by this virus, some patients actually end up developing multiple sclerosis symptoms. And this is because when our, when our body starts to produce an immune response against the, the EBV virus, Actually, the EBB virus is very similar to a protein that we have in the brain called gliacam. So through a process of molecular mimicry, our body, because the, these two molecules, the, the protein in your brain and the protein in the uh, EBV virus uh, are very similar to body rather than start attacking this virus, start attacking our own brain. And that end up in a cascade in an autoimmune disorder that is MS. So at this moment, we are working on this tolerizing vaccine 
trying to develop a drug that will improve symptoms of MS. Ah, oh, fantastic. I have to say, I've never thought of vaccines working in that direction before. And uh, that's already something new I've learned today. Uh, and my next question really is something for our listeners, but also for myself, because I'm interested to know how it works. So can you explain for our listeners and me uh, how mobile clinics and controlled ketamine infusion work? So that's a, a very good question. And that is something that we, we pay close attention to. So first, I must say that a lot of these drugs that are used recreationally actually came from to, to, from drugs that are used on the medical setting. So I'm going to give, for example, to, uh, I'm going to give the example of opioids. We know that opioids are very potent analgesic and when used in the right environment and to the right patients, they can be extremely beneficial. For example, a, patients, a patient who is in extreme pain, uh, they should potentially receive an opioid and uh, the, the opioids actually uh, improve pain dramatically. But the problem is then when it's used uh, in, a, in a wrong setting and it, for recreational use, and we all know the problems that opioids have. The same thing applies to other drugs that such as ketamine or MDMA or even psychedelics. They, they will have a place in, in a medical setting, but unfortunately, they've been uh, uh, used recreationally as well. So that's why we uh, pay very, uh, uh, big attention to that. And all of our doctors, they have DEA license, meaning that um, they know when to administer, how to administer, and how to get rid of the drug so that the drug in the end will not end up being used uh, in the wrong um, environments. Uh, secondly, um, it's also important to know to whom we are giving this drug. So patients need to qualify to receive it. Patient needs to have a mental health problem to whom, in this case, ketamine is actually um, a drug uh, that will have efficacy for, for those disorders. And finally, we also need to make sure that the patients don't develop an habit after using these drugs medically. And that's been a problem, for example, with opioids. After receiving opioids for a medical uh, use, then they develop an addiction for such opioids and benzodiazepines, they have that problem. The good thing about ketamine is that the doses that are used for uh, uh, intermedical setting are uh, much lower, like uh, in an order of magnitude of 10, so 10, 10 to 100 times lower than used uh, recreationally. So even if patients receive ketamine, um, uh, for for their depression, they want they 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 won't develop an habit or a desire to take it recreationally after. So, this is all about giving the right drug to the right person in the right environment, and that's what we're trying to do with ketamine. Of course, there's an element of public education that needs constantly to be. Um, in the back of our mind because we need to teach the patient population that drugs can be very harmful but also they can provide huge benefits it's all about when to use it and in who which patients we should use it and this is something that um, we we pay 
a lot of attention because safety is paramount uh, in our clinics. Hopefully you're enjoying the show. And if you are, make sure you subscribe and never miss an episode. You can find us on all your usual podcast sites, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, and a whole lot more, including YouTube. And we want to hear what you think, so be sure to leave us a review. Just search Brains Bite Back wherever you get your podcasts. I think the parallel you drew there with opioids is it sums it up quite clearly, to be honest. Even as someone like myself that doesn't live in the US, I'm fully aware of how devastating it can be, but also how useful it can be in the right circumstances. Um, I do want to know, like with, with ketamine specifically, like how can it be effectively used for treating PTSD, depression, and other similar issues like this? So we know that from multiple clinical trials uh, done in the past 10 to 15 years, the efficacy of ketamine in treating resistant depression can be as high as 75 to 80%. So meaning that uh, three in out three and four patients will improve their depressive symptoms. Also in PTSD, we see efficacy of more than 50%. And now ketamine has been tried in other disorders such as OCD, anxiety disorders, uh, also in pain. So depends on the, on the disease, there's different rates of efficacy and different rates of evidence. So the evidence now is stronger for these two disorders, but more and more uh, clinical trials are, are showing that ketamine can have a much, a much broader effect and, and be benefic for multiple psychiatric disorders. Fantastic. Yeah, it's from everything that I've seen, and I haven't really spent much time in this space, but I have heard very positive things about it. So I think, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see how this rolls out. One thing which I am a little bit more familiar with, because I have more friends that work in this space, is psychedelics. And I know that's, that's something that you can speak to. I would love to know, like, would you be able to share some interesting trends in the medical space using psychedelics? So psychedelics is uh, definitely been a hype uh, recently because it's a, a promising and novel treatment. It's part of it's part of what we call uh, um, uh, a treatment plus psychotherapy. So actually, the name is um, psychedelic assisted psychotherapy. So meaning that the patient will go. A treatment with a psychedelic will have an hallucinatory experience and then will have psychotherapy over their um, hallucinations and what normally people call their trip. Up to now, uh, there, there have been promising data coming from clinical trials, mostly small clinical trials and with involving a small number of patients. So it's still... Uh, a drug that has not been approved is still a drug that is experimental, still under clinical trials, and everyone should still look to this in a very cautious way. So until we have more data to support uh, uh, psychedelics being used uh, for, the, for disorders such as depression, uh, we'll need to wait uh, for uh, for these results. Of course, there's been a huge hype, uh, mostly around in certain areas, you know, to, 
uh, west coast of America, some big cities in Europe, and everyone talking about it. A lot of money has been raised for for companies developing psychedelics, but we need to to look to today in a very cautious way. Uh, I'm a very evidence-based person, so I look to data, not to to expectations. And the big problem of of big expectations is is that sometimes uh, these expectations are not fulfilled. So we need to wait some more years until the bigger trials involving hundreds of patients come out, and we hope that we have data in the next two to three years, and then we can we can uh, understand if. Uh, these have fulfilled the promise of of being a novel treatment for for um, for psychiatric disorders. Definitely, there's a, a huge unmet need. A lot of patients are suffering from these disorders, and anything that can help them will will be received by the medical community uh, with uh, uh, positively. And we expect that uh, soon we'll have this drug. Until then. I just advise everyone uh, who is listening to it that please do not just go after a psychedelic giving in a non-medical setting recreationally by someone who doesn't have any experience on this and wait until the, the results come out, until we can say that these actually work. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what develops and what the, the research suggests. And of course, I admire that approach you take, uh, evidence-based. I mean, those are pretty much all the kind of guests that we like to have on this show as a very evidence-based show. Um, so yeah, that makes absolute sense. One question that did come to mind that I'd love to ask you is like, what's the difficulties surrounding like legality when it comes to working with these kind of uh, substances? So when they are, all these substances, for example, ketamine is an FDA-approved drug, is legal anyone can use it. Any medical doctor who can prescribe can prescribe this drug. Uh, and the same thing, for example, opioids. Opioids are legal. They are, they are used daily in hundreds of hospitals around the world. So because it's an FDA approved drug, there's multiple opioids. The same, the same thing will come from the psychedelics and other drugs. They are being developed by biotech companies that they have their IP that they're going to, 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 to promote and sell them to, to and, and be available to doctors to prescribe it. Uh, the question is, uh, are these drugs going to be ever to be legalized, to be used recreationally? And on that, on that point, of course, I'm not a policy maker, so, but I hope not because this drug can also be very harm, harmful for to, for, for the general population because they won't use it for a medical indication. So the problem is never about legality. They, these drugs, even the most harmful ones are, are legal for medical use. The legality for recreational use is a completely different discussion. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. Um, I just have really one question left and I would really like to know like what's, on the horizon for you folks what are you working on uh what are you hoping to see and um yeah i suppose what's what's next or for pasithia so we're working on on uh, on our current drugs and moving them along to the to, to all the studies that we need to do until we get to the clinics to, to work 
preclinical work that means working animal models and so on so that we can move them and that this will take some time and we're also looking to opportunities to expand our portfolio meaning that we're looking to other opportunities to develop novel drugs so at this point this is something that is business developing something that we're looking to the space to see uh, areas of huge unmet needs areas where we don't have treatments available such uh, brain cancer, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, uh, so many disorders into, into CNS space that actually don't have any good treatments now. And we're looking to, to, to be able to help patients around the world by trying to develop uh, drugs. And there's always a huge risk, but the rewards can be, can be huge as well. And ultimately, we want to help uh, patients suffering from, from brain disorders. Fantastic. Well, I do wish you the best of luck. And I want to say thanks again for joining me on today's show. If people do want to follow you or keep up with the work that you folks are doing, what is the best way for them to do that? So just follow us on our social media, uh, on LinkedIn, on uh, um instagram facebook or myself you also find me on on linkedin and twitter excellent fantastic tiago once again thanks for joining me today thank you so much growing a company has many hurdles from securing funding to expanding your business capabilities to ranking better on search each business challenge is uniquely complex the solution to these challenges is growth-focused digital PR and marketing, and that's where our sponsor Publicize comes in. Publicize sets itself apart from traditional PR companies. It does not charge large retainers or churns out press releases, whether you've got a newsworthy announcement or not. Publicize builds on your business's online presence and gets high-quality PR and media coverage for startups and entrepreneurs who are priced out of a broken PR industry. And for a limited time only, exclusive to Brains Bite Back listeners, you can receive a social media assessment as part of your package for any tier of service at no extra charge with this special promotion. To find out more, visit publicize.co slash BBB. That's publicize.co slash BBB. This is the end of today's show. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this and you want to hear more episodes just like it, then follow and subscribe to Brains Bite Back wherever you get your podcasts. We're also available on YouTube under the channel of our publication, The Sociable. Just search Brains Bite Back and you'll find all of our episodes there. We really love hearing what you have to say. So leave us a review on iTunes or on any other podcasting platform to let us know what you think. You can also reach out on Twitter at, at The Sociable. And finally, go to sociable.co where you can find all our episodes and plenty of articles on topics just like this. Thanks again for joining us and until next time, stay safe and stay healthy.